where you doubt your accomplishments and you have this fear of being exposed as a fraud. Now, teachers like any other professional can experience this. And I've experienced it a number of times throughout my career where I, feel, I felt pressured and stressed to get my students the grades that they need so they can go off to university and complete their degrees so that I can hit my performance management targets. I've also felt it in situations where I've had staff come to me for support and advice when I was the lead for the vocational qualifications in my school. But there are strategies that we can implement to help us overcome it. Now, I'm not a psychologist, but I have used a couple of these strategies to help me overcome it when I've experienced imposter syndrome. So I'm now going to go through the nine different things that you can do to help you overcome imposter syndrome. First of all, recognise and acknowledge it. That seems simple enough, but just recognising that you're going through imposter syndrome, that you've got these feelings, and then understanding that these feelings are common. <laughs> Some of the most highly successful people experience imposter syndrome. They have these feelings. And it doesn't actually reflect on your ability and what you do on a day-to-day -day job in terms of your career. It doesn't reflect on that at all. So by acknowledging it, it can help you normalise it and then help you to reduce the effects. Reflect on your achievements and celebrate your successes. Big or small, take the time out to reflect on what you have achieved because that can build your confidence and your self-esteem. Because you just need reminding of how brilliant you actually are. And you just need reminding of all the amazing things that you've accomplished. All the students that you have helped who have turned to you for support and guidance. And that you've helped them to go off and do amazing things and achieve the grades that they wanted to achieve. Or even just improve their own self-esteem. You've got students who potentially couldn't do any presentations in front of class and you've helped them achieve that. So celebrate. Celebrate all these things that you've achieved. Little or small. Um, because by doing this, you're going to improve your self-esteem, you're going to improve your confidence. Do it for yourself the way that you do it for your students. As teachers, we do this for our students. We empower them. We give them, we allow them to borrow our belief in them, our confidence in them, so that they can go off and do amazing things. We're constantly telling our students how great they are, that they can accomplish this. And not to think I can and just think I can do this and I will do this. We do it for our students every single day. So we need to do the same for ourselves as well. Normalise your mistakes. So understand that mistakes will happen. We are only human. Mistakes are part of learning and growing. And we're not supposed to be perfect. Teachers are not expected to be per perfect. So embrace your mistakes and use them as opportunities to grow and learn and develop and get better. Because learning is a continuous process. We don't leave school and stop learning. We don't leave university and stop learning. It's continued throughout our entire lives. It's a continuous progress. And we've had lessons that have been fantastic. And we've taught lessons that have not been so good. Um, but it's all about looking at those errors, looking at the mistakes, or looking at what didn't go right, and using that to help you implement things to help you get better and progress in your career and progress in your um in terms of going for professional opportunities such as head of year um so take those mistakes and use them to help you grow and get better now 
I've had lessons where I've been terrible <laughs> and I've listened to the feedback and I've gone, okay, right, there's two ways I can go about this, get angry or do what I can to get better. And I used that feedback and I embraced it and I used it to help me grow. And when I had outstanding lessons, sometimes the doubt sunk in a little bit and I thought, actually, if you came and observed me last week, you wouldn't say I was outstanding. But then I reflect and I think, actually, where I was a year ago to where I am now, I've accomplished a lot of things. Yeah, I made mistakes, but I used that as a way to help me learn and grow and get better. And it's what we do for our students every day. So embrace the mistakes because they are there to help you get better and progress in your career. Seek support is an important one, whether you go to your colleagues or your mentors, somebody, your friends in your school and share your experiences with them because it will help you realize that you're not the only one who's gone through these things. There are other people around you that have gone through challenges, that have gone through and experienced imposter syndrome themselves. And they may be able to offer you the valuable advice that you need and the encouragement that you need so that you don't feel like you're not good enough. Um, now, I had a moment when I started teaching in my SN school where I didn't feel like I was doing kids justice. I felt like I was winging it. <laughs> I was trying to teach things that I didn't have any experience in, a very little experience in. I felt terrible. I felt like a complete and utter imposter. Um, and I made my colleagues aware. I told them how I felt. I even told my phase leader how I felt. And they were shocked. They were shocked that that was how I was feeling because they said to me, that's not how you've come across. <laughs> like they could see the impact that I was having on the kids. They could see the effect on the kids in terms of their confidence and improvements in their grades. So they could see that I was doing a good job. Um, but I didn't realize this. All I could think to myself was, what am I doing? Like, I feel like a fraud. I'm trying to teach these kids functional skills, English and maths, but I'm teaching myself first. Um, so sometimes it's really important to talk to your colleagues, let them know how you're feeling because they'll give you a reality check. They'll basically sell you like all the things that you have done, how great you actually are and what you have accomplished. Um, now, it is also important to remember to seek professional help if, if the imposter syndrome is significantly impacting on your mental health and well-being. Of course, there are people out there that you can seek professional help from. Setting realistic goals um, that are achievable and having realistic expectations of yourself. So don't set yourself too high goals or have too high an expectation of yourself it's going to be difficult for you to achieve because that's just going to exacerbate the feelings of imposter syndrome. Um, don't compare yourself to other people. I was terrible at this. I used to compare myself all the time um, to other people and it was so bad. So don't do that. Don't compare yourself to other people. You are unique. You have your own set of skills. You have your own things that you're really good at. And that's amazing. That's something that you should be um, embracing. So don't compare yourself to others. You're not supposed to be a perfect teacher. You just have to be willing to learn and grow as a teacher so you can then work towards your milestones and achieve those milestones. Document the positive feedback that you are given. So if you have a card from a student or an email from a parent or from another member of staff just thanking you, thanking you for all the help and everything you've done um, to support them and all the help you've done to support that student, keep all those things. I've got 
a drawer at home where I've got all these cards and um, I've even printed off the emails from parents and other students just thanking me for what I've done for that, for that child, for them, um, how I've helped them in some way, shape or form, even staff. Keep a document, keep a folder of all these things that you can then reflect on because it will help you to realise just what you have achieved in the long run. It's, it's, it's easy to forget, it is easy to forget when we have really difficult days and we just think we just put ourselves down because we don't think we're good enough. But if you keep these documents and refer to them, it will help you. It will help you realise just how amazing you are and the things that you have accomplished. It doesn't matter how little or big it is, it will help you remember that you've done amazing things to help other people and that will improve your self-confidence and your self-esteem. Practice self-care. We as teachers should prioritise self-care activities that help us to relax and help us to recharge um, because imposter, imposter syndrome can be exacerbated, can be made worse by exhaustion, stress, burnout. So take part in things that boost your self-esteem and make you feel good um, and improve your well-being. Now, I've seen on Facebook groups, teachers commenting and saying how they've done nothing, they're three weeks, four weeks into some holidays, they've done no work, they're stressing and panicking, and they've got a couple of weeks left, and they, they feel bad that, they're that, sick, that they haven't done anything um, in terms of preparing for September. But you shouldn't feel bad at all. As teachers, we need to put ourselves first. We need to recharge our batteries after an exhausting year and last six weeks of the term. I haven't started any of my planning preparation yet, and I've got two weeks to go. But at the end of the day, you need to be able to put yourself first and know that you matter, your well-being matter. And there is time, there is plenty of time to get things sorted for September. And you've got colleagues around you to support you as well and to get some advice and resources from if you need to. So you need to put yourself first because if you're constantly stressed out and exhausted, Imposter syndrome is going to be exacerbated and it's going to make you feel even worse. Now, this is why um, it is so important to maintain your well-being, your mental well-being. Um, so if it's something that you are struggling with, I have episodes out already on how to improve your work-life balance and also knowing when to stop. So if you go back to those episodes, and episode 1 and 10, and... Just have a listen to those episodes to help us support you in terms of prioritising yourself and improving your mental well-being. Um, and but there's also a video on work-life balance where I delve deeper into the strategies that I've used to help me improve my work-life balance on my membership site, Tens Teaching Tips. Um, and there's a link for that somewhere below this episode. Seek professional development opportunities. So by doing this, it will help you enhance your skills and your knowledge. And it'll make you feel more competent. You'll feel less likely, you're less likely to feel like your imposter syndrome is affecting you. Um, and again, this is why I've developed my membership site, Thames Teaching Tips, to help support trained teachers, early careers teachers out there to strengthen their knowledge and skills and to build your confidence. And by tuning in with me today, you've already taken that step towards getting better and improving. You've already taken that step towards um, accessing opportunities in terms of professional development. Visualising success is another really good thing to do, really good thing to use to help you overcome imposter syndrome. Now, I've actually done this over the years when it comes to my observations. When I've got an observation coming, 
well, that I may be a little bit nervous about, well, let's say very nervous about, because I'm being observed by a member of SLT, or I'm being observed by my head of department, my performance manager, on a topic that I may have struggled with in the past, but I'm not so clued up on. I've done this. I've visualised myself in that lesson, delivering that lesson to my students, I've visualised the questions I've asked them, I've visualised them being engaged, the activities I've set up for them, the tasks, how they've progressed in less. I've visualised everything from start to finish as if I was doing it for real. I did it, I've done it at home, before I go to bed, I've done it in the car on the way to work, just thinking, um, I'm going to do this, 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 this. Um, and I've done it every opportunity I've, I've had, I've tried to visualise my success and it can help you reduce your level of anxiety before an observation or before a challenging situation because you've seen yourself do it over and over and over again and you've seen yourself do it successfully so it can make you feel a bit more at ease um, and it can make you feel like you can conquer absolutely anything so it is really really great for your mental health and for your self-esteem so try any of these strategies, have a go, try these when you're starting to feel like an imposter, like you're feeling like you're going to expose, you're going to get exposed at some point, you have this fear that you're not good enough. Try these different strategies to help you to overcome the imposter syndrome, to help you reduce the feelings of anxiety and to show you just how brilliant and great you actually are. <laughs>